Yeah, I actually have that problem a lot. Me on coke. That should hang in front of your face a little better. Thank you very much, Trip. That's the way it's supposed to go. See, when I'm at work, I'll whip out that voice and say, like, uh, walk in, or walk in to Smith. Mm-hmm. Just whip it out sometimes. It sounds like you're cr- like a crooner in, like, a big band. Like you're a crooner who's putting on a stupid voice? Yeah. I like, I like, <laughs> I'll go to, like, karaoke bars and sing Frank Sinatra songs oh, nice. in that voice because it's fun. Yeah. See, like... I, I actually have qualms with the, the the like the stereotypical 40s voice because that's yeah. not how people talk. Well, no, it's not. I mean, like people didn't talk like that all the time. There were two reasons: is that microphones could only pick up so many frequencies, and so at the time, radio people were taught to speak at the frequencies that uh, microphones could pick up. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. so, so they were taught to speak at the frequencies of microphone response. Right. And since microphones have been getting better and better, we've been able to use more and more of our natural voice for broadcasting. Yeah. We've able to, been able to speak deeper or whatever. Hello. Yeah. So that like. It's me. And right in the front, we've got Trixie. Trixie is a racehorse from Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't think anybody thinks yeah. that that's how people in the 40s talk. No, some people do. Oh, well, people, those people are idiots. I thought that's how like, people on radio talked in the 40s. Yeah, that's what I assumed. <laughs> no, I mean, not or even in, really like, on the radio. You know, uh, uh, you know, romantic comedies from the 40s. Yeah. His Girl Friday type. Oh, oh good mm. reference. Yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie, everybody. Sir, Cary Grant, another one of those actors. You put him in it, I'll fucking watch it. Yeah, fair enough. Can't be used anymore. He's gone now. What a shame. My favorite movie, actually, my favorite old-timey movie is a little movie called Inherit the Wind, and that stars Spencer Tracy as Henry Drummond. Uh, Basically, Inherit the Wind is about... It's a fictionalized account of the Monkey Scopes trial. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, so Harry Drummond is the lawyer who defends uh, the teacher. And he has this great speech about like how a man has the right to think for himself and you can't prosecute somebody for that. And progress means giving something up. But you know what you gain is always worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just such a good movie, guys. Check it out. Inherit the Wind. And I need to watch that movie. Gene Kelly's in it as like this, like uh, you know, he's a newspaper guy. Um, he's fucking great. Nice. I, I I will watch pretty much anything with Gene Kelly in it. Singing in the Rain is one of my favorite movies. It's a good one. It's a good one. He also directed. One of my favorite movie musicals, Hello Dolly. Of course. That's a good one. Hello Dolly. Okay. This, this whole episode is just going to be you singing it's all of Hello Dolly. It's just me singing. We can't sing Hello Dolly. That shit is copyrighted. Yeah, yeah right. it is. How do you feel about Henry Fonda? I mean, I like Henry Fonda. I'm pretty fond of him. Hey. 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 Have you ever seen Mr. Roberts? No. It's a really good old movie. Uh, he's, it's about the Navy. Uh, in, during World War II, I believe. Uh, it has... Who's the guy that says, uh, You dirty rat! That guy. can't remember the... Can't remember, he plays... Well, that guy 
plays the captain of the boat, and he's a giant jackass. Yeah. Henry Fonda plays like one of like right under him, and basically the men prefer Henry Fonda over fuck. I can't remember the jackass guy. guy. Over jackass guy, but it's a really good movie. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. I mean, I like Twelve Angry Men. It's also oh, a fun that's movie. a good one. And that Henry Fonda's in that. Yep. He plays the guy who's like, I'm willing to listen to this brown immigrant kid. Hmm? He's like Italian or something. Okay, yeah. Ari, can you take your microphone and sh- you may need to lift the pole a little bit, shift it up about two inches. I love it when a man tells me to lift the pole. Oh, that's where that voice is familiar from. Gay porn. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes together. Just like in gay porn. Or should I say, just like in gay porn. No, it doesn't always come together in gay porn. Yeah, so, well, one guy comes Sometimes first. it comes separately. Okay, now back the microphone up from you. Like, back it up about another inch. Is this I, good? Yeah, I can just hear all of your breathing. <sighs> How am I doing? You're doing good. Cool. I always have microphone problems. I'm always, like, out of the way, yeah. or I'm breathing too hard, or... You can hear me coughing. I'm drinking something really loudly, comically loudly, just going like, goo, 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 goo. So how are y'all doing today? How's, how's this week going for you guys? We haven't started yet. <laughs> he did Hey Ass Butt. I thought we weren't doing that. I thought we were doing that. Oh, my God. That's why I did it. Well, I guess we're going to start now. <laughs> That's why he did the Hey Ass Butt thing. He said he was going to use a different voice. Oh, my God. God damn. Or do I have to do, do it? I, have to I didn't think we voice. had started yet. <laughs> All right. I thought you were just doing the voice to show us, and then you commented on it. No. I I feel like this is a bit. (laughs) I gave you an out, Travis. You could have taken it. All right. So I guess we're going to start now? No, it's too late. We've already started. What? Travis? Yeah, you said we started. We started. (laughs) We did start. We started six minutes ago. We started pretty much when when we started the podcast. All right. The recording. I thought this was a good thing. I don't. I thought you wanted less to cut. <laughs> All right, fine. Welcome to Hey Ass Butt again. Cool. And again. Sorry. And again, until the end of time. So, how are y'all doing this week? Doing pretty good. Doing good. The pizza Illuminati has been smiling on me. Oh, really? Yeah. What's happening? Just my shifts at work has have been easier. Oh, than nice. nice. Than the shifts I'm not I probably on. Probably so. knew you're getting you're you're getting on to them, you know. Yeah, I know. No, that's you're when they start. That's when they start punishing me. Is when Whoa. I start. Excuse me. When I start revealing their secrets to the world. Maybe you've accepted the Pizza Illuminati as your benevolent overlord. Maybe. Like we're all gonna have to accept Google one day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I already have. I've accepted them into my pants. Right. My phone. No, we thought you meant you were having sex with Google. Hey. Oh, hey. I thought Google was making new designer pants. G pants. Google actually made Ben's dick. Oh, sweet! Yeah, it's by Ben. I didn't know you were a cyborg too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it vibrates on command. Oh, oh it's not. Shit. It's not metal. It's just binary code. It's like the, he's got a <laughs> he's got a matrix dick. Oh, fuck! You look at it. That's Keanu impressive. Reeves gets Google. weird. So. They, they asked me if I wanted to take the red dick or the blue dick. <laughs> <laughs> and so you did both. Now I got a purple dick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dicks. So did you have to? Did you have to work during the uh, football game Saturday? Um, no, but I worked during the day, which was like, it was Labor Day weekend, mm. which is a big car day. 
Mm. And we had one dealership that ordered like 30 pizzas and four of our giant like catering salads. Mm. And then out of always out of nowhere, no, most dealerships know, hey, we're going to order a big order. We should call like a couple days ahead. Mm. No, fucking Bill Penny Toyota. (laughs) (laughs) Every time they call up and say, hey, we need 17 extra large pizzas. Can you get that to us in like 45 minutes? And every time we are like, fuck no. Yeah. We go make it, but we'll get it to you when we fucking get it to you. It takes 45 minutes to cook that many extra large pizzas. Yeah. Jesus. Um, one of the only times I've laughed at a family guy bit, and I didn't see the episode, but I saw a clip of it on YouTube. Mm. It's like a pizza place tries to make a salad. I did. I saw that. And it's, it's like, are we going to cut up the lettuce? Yeah. But enlarge on manageable pieces. (laughs) Whole banana peppers. Tomatoes cut into wedges. And just long (laughs) strips of carrot. What about the olives? Do we want to slice the olives? No. You're going to want to know you have an olive in your mouth. <laughs> Just whole colossal black yes. olives. Yeah. That was pretty good. Okay. And I'm glad that we don't do our salads like that. No. Yeah. We actually have pretty good salads. Although I do tend to cut them into... Because I don't actually cut... The, I don't chop our lettuce. I actually tear it because it makes it last longer. Mm. And I'm a little abstract with my tears, so sometimes there are, like, big, unmanageable slices. <laughs> the whole leaf of romaine is in there. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's like fucking... Oh, it's like salad is... fingers made one. <laughs> Dropped a finger in there. Did I tell you the shitty pun that I did when uh, we were out of romaine lettuce at work for, like, five days? No, but we're going to hear about it now. <sighs> yeah, we're going to hear about it now, so go ahead. Yep. Uh, we'd been out of romaine lettuce for, like, three or four days, mm-hmm. and I walk up to Nick. I'm like, so we still don't have any romaine, right? He's like, no, we don't. I was like, all right. Uh, you might say the romance is gone. Ooh, ooh, I've got one. <laughs> what I other? tell it just for that noise Travis makes. That's it. Hold on, I've got contempt. one. What lettuce do we have romaining? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. I came up with it just now. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. You might say there's not mushroom left. <laughs> Travis... <laughs> That was, that was a fucking stretch. <laughs> that one was a stretch. You know, this is a stretch pizza dough. Oh. <laughs> it went exactly as I wanted. <laughs> We're done recording this. I guess I'll have to. I guess I'll Caesar you later. Okay. <laughs> that was a stretch. That was a stretch. There are, there are feather jokes that you could make. Trips <laughs> <laughs> is so mad. Brutus. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Travis, did you have a oh. good uh, day at work today? <laughs> we don't even have that kind of cheese. You look a little blue. <laughs> oh. We do have that one. <laughs> yeah. He's just thin crust. <laughs> He's definitely a little crust with us now. <laughs> He's been pepperoning around. <laughs> what are these? What are these? They're bad puns. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> hey Travis. I love you. <laughs> I'm moving out. <laughs> We're I'm fucking in tears right now. 
<laughs> take off his glasses. That's oh. how serious this is. Oh, God. Oh, I need to do oh. Good. Good job. Good job, Ben. <laughs> don't clink your fucking beers. <laughs> don't, cl- don't clink your beers. Here, I'll clink my beer with Ducky. There we go. She doesn't have a beer. She's not allowed. She's too young to drink. Well, I clinked it on her head. Ducky's going to a wedding. Yeah. Or she's a member of the KKK. It's well, let's not go there. <laughs> it's always fun to put like flat things on cats' heads because they don't know what to do. Yeah, they're very they're just lost. Like, they're lost and confused. Yeah, they don't they don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I have a question I want to ask you guys. Go for it. Why do you never ask me about my week? No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll talk about it anyways. Um. What are y'all's Harry Potter houses? I'm a Ravenclaw! That's a Ravenclaw signal. <laughs> what about you, Ben? I'm a damn dirty Gryffindor. Oh. Yeah, the rest, you're reckless. It means I'm super, I'm, I'm, I'm stupid enough to do something heroic, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much how they are in the books. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much how they are. I'm a Ravenclaw too. Woo! But I took the quiz a second time, uh-huh. and I got Slytherin. Mm. So I think I'm like evil smart. You're no, you're just more. You're more like clever. Yeah. And I'm just clever enough to come up with puns. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm clever enough to understand those dumbass puns. <laughs> Um, I love the, like, house quizzes, though, that aren't the Petronas quiz. Oh, all, yeah. Because the questions are always like, like, how are you feeling today? Basically, Smart, every... loyal, kind, ev- evil. Every, like, sorting quiz that was on the internet before Pottermore was a thing, there were some that were pretty good, and then some were like, here's a dangerous situation. What are you, you going to do? I'm going to run at it head on. I'm going to yeah. research about it. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna cook a meal for it, or I'm going to throw my snake at it. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> They'll be like, what's your favorite animal? A raven, a, yeah, lion, a lion, a badger, a, a snake. snake. Uh, oh, I wonder which house I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. There's no way to manipulate the answers of this quiz. Yeah. Uh, so good. So, so good. Well, I asked you guys what Harry Potter houses you were, because genuinely I was just a little curious. Cool. Um, Are we going to talk about the wands we have, too? I don't have a wand. Oh, but well. But if you want to talk about your wand, My wand fine. is just 11 you know. and 3 quarters inches. It's surprisingly swishy. It's made of white cedar, and it has a unicorn hair core. Well, hot diggity damn. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not often I meet a person, a man with a wand like that. Uh, did you guys ever, like, this is a very, like, you know, teehee middle school thing to do, but you guys ever read the Harry Potter books and just replace all the words wand with wang? No. <sighs> Such a good time. You'll have people being like, Harry ripped out his wang and shouted, Loomis! Okay, I do it's remember hilarious. people doing that. Hilarious. That's a good time. I There's a 13-year-old boy inside of me. And he's waiting to get Whoa. It. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. Ew. Ew. What uh, I meant to say is that I have the heart of a 13-year-old boy. Yeah, there you go. In a, uh, in a drawer on my desk. Oh, shit. 
No wonder your skin looks so clean. I know, right? <laughs> I bathe it in the blood of innocence. Did you get it from one of those kids that was at that Waffle House? <laughs> yes. <laughs> those fucking kids. Okay, backstory. We were at Waffle House post-show, uh, and... Like a horde of teenagers came in. Yeah, like it was like fresh, something out of a nightmare. Fresh out of a football game. Yeah, because like it was something. it was a Friday night. And um, they were just like, you know, teenagers. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> but it, they were like, bags. Yeah. yeah, they were the insufferable kind of teenagers where they were, they were all I could tell they were all football players because they all had white button down shirts. Right. Some of them had pants. Others were wearing khaki shorts. Uh, classic. With their long football socks. Yep. And sandals. Yep. Like, what are you doing? What well, are you doing, kids? I don't know if you've ever been to Huntsville even, High, but that is pretty common, actually. Even when I was 13, I was like, socks and sandals, not a good look. Yeah. Not a good look. I don't care how comfy you think it is. It's not a good look. I definitely had a moment where I was like, oh no, youths. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're here. The, the table I was sitting at with Elliot and Courtney and uh, Britt, we were all just like roasting these children. Oh, yeah. Like we were reading them to filth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good use of vocabulary learned from RuPaul's Drag Race. I know. I, I used sickening at work the other day. Oh, my God. Yeah. What was that like? It was, it was empowering, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. Proud of you. <laughs> I used it to describe a pizza I made. I was like, damn. That is, that is a pretty sickening pizza. That pizza was what? What? Sickening. sickening. I was serving up some fresh mozzarella <laughs> pepperoni realness. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to make a RuPaul's Drag Race drinking game. It's... And one of the times when you drink is every time somebody says, I'm serving up blank realness. Yeah. Because they, I, everybody says it on that yep. show. Real, what we're actually doing is we're creating a way to die of alcohol poisoning within half an episode of well, RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, that's ultimately our goal, yes. Yeah, dying of alcohol poisoning. Look, the look, at, all not, the, look at all this beer on our table. You're welcome. The world's not getting better, so we got to find an out. And exactly. If we have to go down in a basket of glitter and rainbows did you actually see that sasha valora started posting pictures of her dog like oh kind of dressed up as her i wanted to that's so cute it's amazing okay i have another question i want to ask you guys go for it hit me with it what is a non-scary thing that y'all are afraid of huh it's cops two on the nose <laughs> i'm sorry no those I'm are sorry. a little scary yeah cops, are, are, little cops scary. are still a little scary uh, that's not the real answer. Uh, Travis, I'll let you go first. I mean, I'm really scared of heights. Mm. And w- <laughs> which, I mean, that's pretty normal. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but I'm like, I don't even like climbing ladders. Mm. Do you not like looking down? No. Yeah, you're pretty tall. <laughs> like, no, I'm a no. tall dude. I'm a tall guy. I don't need to get any higher. No, I mean, like, like just I, like... I put... I, so I rehung our chandelier light. I made it taller. And I didn't even stand on the step stool or anything. I just reached my fucking arms up there. No, yeah. I, I was saying, like, dude, like when you're just standing on the ground, you look down like, oh, shit. Yeah. Nah, I feel vertigo. Like, um, yeah. yeah, basically, I just have vertigo all the time. <laughs> no, actually, I mean... Something scary that I, I is one. pretty normal. I know what yours is. I know. What is it? Cockroaches. Yeah. Cockroaches are chill. No, they no, are they're not. not. I mean, they're not chill, but I'm not going to kill any. I've seen men in black. Okay. Here's the... Th- <laughs> for the cockroach is the bad 
guy in that. Yeah, I know, but if you that's why they started rising up is because so many people started killing cockroaches. No, it's because he was, he was getting revenge. He was forced into the body of fucking not Vince D'Onofrio. <laughs> that would cause anybody to go crazy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. He started out evil. I truly believe that the bad guy in that movie... The bad guy in that movie was a cockroach. Yeah, because cockroaches are inherently evil. I don't know. Look, I don't have any proof for this. None that science finds satisfying, no matter how many letters I send them. <laughs> there were air quotes around science. But I truly believe that if I if I don't kill every cockroach I come across, it will send word back to its family. They will come for me in the middle of the night. They will burrow into my ears and they will eat my brain. Why would you do that if you didn't kill one? Because if I kill one, it can't get word back to its family that I'm here. Okay, what if it's, it's like... It's disgusting cockroach family. What if it's like a like one of those um, like fable situations? Yeah, what if you spared it, and then uh, when you were in dire need of help, it came to rescue you with its family? I would refuse help from a cockroach. Oh my god. If Look. I was about to be lured into a volcano, and the cockroaches came and tried to save me... I'd be like, let me go. You'd Terminator 2 your way out of that situation. I am gone. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I just thumbs up my way down. Here's what I'm doing. I'm flipping them the bird. Flipping off the cockroaches. Because they're cockroaches. I'm not you're chill. I'm not happy. flame in the lava. I'm about to die. Yeah. Gollum style. Now, uh, can I blow your mind right quick about cockroaches? I've been... I mean, yeah. How do you kill them? Okay, so here's what I do. Mm. I see a cockroach. If it's on the wall, bad news. I wait till it makes its way down to the floor. I pick up a heavy book. Mm. For a while, my book of choice was the fifth Harry Potter book. Solid one. It's the biggest one. It's yeah. very heavy. Right now, I'd probably use my Icelandic myths. It's not hardback, but it's very thick. And then I wait until the cockroach is a good few feet away from me, and I throw the book down on it. All right. All right, cool. That's better than what I thought you did. What do, you, uh, what do you think I do? Uh, like most people, just squish them with their like foot, with their foot. No, their, their I don't touch. With their foot. With their foot. With their foot. I'm barefoot in the house most of the time. Right. So if I catch a cockroach in the house, it's like I'm not gonna touch it with my feet. That's insane. But no, when you squish them with, let's say your foot or your shoe, something like equal distribution yeah. of weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you squish them, you get their eggs on you, and then yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You, you just told Ari that all of her books are covered in cockroach eggs. Hell beasts. Yeah, they suck. Cockroaches are not a good time. I wash the books. I oh. wash the, the cover. Okay. So. Yeah, she's not an animal, Travis. Yeah. I don't just let cockroach pieces hang out on my books. I don't think if you know this, I hate cock... Okay, I have a friend who lives in Florida, which a nightmare place. Uh-huh. Well, never Florida. <laughs> if you're living in Florida, get out. Actually, please get out. Yeah, please uh, get out. Uh, Irma There's- is coming, and... It's gonna be bad, but well, um, this please epi- be safe, y'all. This episode is super backlogged, so yes, yeah. it'll air after. Yeah. Up, but <laughs> I heard, so if Florida is still there, I hope you're safe. Yeah. Um, I heard this dumbass meteorologist say that there was like that Irma was only going to be seventy-seven percent as strong as Hurricane Harvey. Oh, you foolish fool! Well, that's mainly a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I see what happened. I see what happened there. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm um, 
Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm I actually... I'm not mad. I'm mad at you not because of the, the sexism thing, because I get what you're making fun of. Yeah. I'm mad because I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm mad at you because I can't be mad at myself, because my self-esteem would crumble into a tiny pieces. Hold on, I have to finish my cockroach story. Oh, yeah, So yeah, I have yeah, a friend who moved it. to Florida, uh, because she is a foolish fool. But I love her. She's great. Shout out to Courtney. Um... <laughs> She lived in these, like, she works for a hotel, and she lived in these, like, bungalows near the hotel for a while because she didn't have a house. And she woke up one day with a cockroach on her face. Oh. Her fucking face. Her goddamn face. I would have peeled my skin off. I would have two-faced it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I would have just hopped in a volcano. Yeah. There you go. Right? I would have yeah. flown to Hawaii and been like, sayonara. Yeah. Double like, birds my way down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, cockroaches. My face is scarred now. If I ever found out that a cockroach has entered my mouth, oh, God. I hate cockroaches, y'all. And you know what's so insidious about them? This I didn't mean for this section to turn into Ari's rant about cockroaches. <laughs> we know what's so insidious about them is that they will survive the apocalypse. Yeah. What creature does that? Um, so there's cockroaches. Yeah. And flies and scorpions. Yeah, all and terrible. And uh, crabs will mutate. Monsters. And then um, some kind of weird lizard will mutate. Into Wait, are you a just talking about Fallout monsters? Yeah, I'm just talking oh, about Fallout. Right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you're right. Also, the scariest monsters to me in Fallout, not the things. Not that the are death like claws. The yeah. yeah. The cockroaches. The giant mutant. Yeah, co- yeah, the ones you can just. Yeah. Terrifying. I'm, I'm gonna take a quick sidebar about fly. Fallout. They yeah. Fucking fly, Travis. Okay, I'm sorry. I saw some great mods for Fallout 4 today. Oh yeah. Where it turns the Death Claws into Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Fucking Skyrim. Oh, <laughs> and like, oh fuck! Now I gotta really update my computer so I can do uh, this. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm gonna download that mod. Like another good one was uh, it was uh, you could rip people's arms off and beat them to death with them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a fun one. Well, that's something that you know, like uh, it's like a schoolyard threat. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Yeah, I'm gonna to rip death. Fucking arm off. I'm sorry. And beat you to death right away. Did I get the Doppler effect on that? Probably not. All right, my bad. All right. Um, I wasn't moving fast enough. I'm gonna beat you to death with your own arm, Timmy. Yeah, see, yeah. Okay, things that would improve the Fallout games if everybody talked like they were a 1940s radio person. <laughs> that would be really cool. Eh, I got some bottle caps here. Yeah, I'm talking I, like a gangster. I actually downloaded a radio mod for Fallout 4 that was Ooh. called Atomic Radio. Mm-hmm. And a guy got a bunch of actors together and wrote a bunch of scripts. And they did a bunch of like commercials and radio play and short radio plays and stuff based on like Fallout lore and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's like, um, there's commercials for like Nuka Cola and the, the brand of cigarettes you find in the game. It's mm-hmm. like something. White turtle or white, yeah, white a, something like that. Is it white? No, it's not white rabbit. That's a no, no. Yeah. It's a uh, it's That's turtle. That's a drug. It's turtle or something or other. It's a drug in a song. There is like there's a really it's funny. A dream that you um, have. There's a really funny anti weed commercial. Mm. It's like keep off the grass, not just the grass that your neighbor works so hard to do, but keep off the marijuana. Like Wait it's really madness. funny. There and then there's one short radio play where it's like uh, an FBI agent is supposed to be finding an alien. And he like he goes to this bus stop where he thinks the alien is on the bus, mm. and he's like, "Bus driver, 
You said that there were five people on this bus, but you counted, but I just counted six. You must be the alien. And then, like, they say something about he he admits to liking tennis. Like, no good American would admit to liking tennis. Okay, well, that is true. And then they take, okay, you're wrong, but <laughs> we'll get there. And so they take the bus driver away, and then the FBI agent's, like, sidekick was like, you know, he, the bus driver said that there was five people plus him. Doesn't that make six? So there really wasn't an alien on board. And he was like, that's not important right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, like, Zap Brannigan. Do, do you know what that's a reference to? Ah. Uh, do you know what that's a reference to? I've, no. I've, I mean, I've seen that situation mm. play out in, in a lot of different media. Yeah, because they're all references to the same thing. Yeah. An episode of The Twilight Zone. I oh, okay. That's it. what it was. That's the what minute, it was. I was like, okay. The, one of the best The minute you were too. like, reference to Twilight Zone, I was like, it's yeah. going to be... No, not when you mentioned it, but when you were like, you know what's the reference to? I was like, it's going to be Twilight Zone reference. <laughs> This is going to be another sidetrack. Is it the monster on Mayberry Street? Mm, no. Okay. It's the episode where it's the exact same situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it has one of the best endings because it's that, but it has a great spin on it. Um, yeah. I saw a bunch of GIFs of like iconic um, Twilight Zone episodes, like The Last Man on Earth and yeah. He Breaks His Glasses yeah. and the guy in town that nobody recognizes him anymore. Yeah. I saw a bunch of Twi Twilight Zone GIFs that were those, but they were captioned like a reality show. Oh my god! And it was basically like we convinced everybody in the small town that uh, to not to pretend to not recognize this one dude. He responds by flipping the fuck out. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like if BuzzFeed articles are made in hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! It was incredible. Like we make this guy think he's the last person on earth, and then break his glasses. Let's see what <laughs> <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> We, it was it was we, really funny. We put a shadowy man on the wing of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> so that former starship captain James T. Kirk could freak the fuck out. Yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it was a good time. We gave a kid God powers. <laughs> <laughs> Told him that a cornfield was a terrible place to go. But uh you know, there's actually a sequel to that episode. Oh really? The God the Kid with the God Powers episode. Mm. Yeah, it's in the remastered Twilight, like the new Twilight uh, series. okay. But basically, like, every everything in the world is gone. Damn. Except for this small town that he lives in. And he has a daughter who has the god powers, but she can bring people back. Ooh. So at the end of the episode, uh. she basically recreates the world. Wow. Is nice. it the, um, the 80s kind of stuff? The, those episodes? Like the 80s and 90s, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the movie? The Twilight Zone movie? Yeah. Mm -mm. Oh, it's so fucked up. Oh, it's, it's good, though. They were they were gonna do a sequel, mm. but there was this weird freak accident. Uh, they were all on a cliff for some goddamn reason. A helicopter is going up to like get them. Yeah. Gust of wind blows the helicopter way too close and kills all of them. Oh my, oh my god. god. Yep. That sounds like something that happened in Twilight Zone episode. Right? Yeah. Jesus. That is crazy. Oh my god. Let's do a fact check on this right quick. Yeah. Yeah. Snopes do. that shit. While Ben does that, let's get back to the original topic at hand. Okay. Um, I actually thought of one. Is I'm scared of like storm drains. Really? Yeah, not because of like it, but because I think I've talked to you, to you about this before. Maybe. No. You, I, you might have been around while I was mentioning it. Maybe not. But um, every time I see storm drains or like drainage pipes or like you know 
just drains in general, I get these intrusive thoughts to mm-hmm. throw my keys and phone down into them. Oh my God. Yeah. And every time I like, like at the parking lot at Maggie Myers, mm-hmm. there's that, um, there's that big drain in the middle of all these parking spaces and mm-hmm. I always park close to it for God knows why. You're just testing. I yourself. just like poking. Yeah. I just like parking over there. But every time I see it, I, like, grab onto my phones and keys and wallet as tight as I can. Like, don't throw it in there. Don't throw it in there. Don't throw it in there. I don't know why. That's crazy. Every time. It's not crazy. It's not. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. But, like, that's... It's an irrational fear, but I get it. Yeah. I, um, like, whenever, like, people are leaving in a group, but they're staggering... And I'm the last person to leave. Mm. I get an intense feeling of emptiness. Oh yeah. But it can be for anything. It can be like, hey, we're all meeting up for tapas at nine, right? And I'm like, yeah, meet you guys there. Mm. And then like, if I'm the last person to leave the apartment, I'm just like, oh god, everybody's leaving. I'm uh, leaving. Do you think everything's that's changing? Do you yeah. think that's an object permanence thing? <clears throat> that sounds well, like no, it. because I don't. I'm not like. I don't see them anymore. They don't exist. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Well, I, I feel like it may be a, like, I feel like that could, the reason you feel that way could be because of an effect of object permanence. Mm. Not because you don't believe they don't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but you just believe that you may not see them ever again. Yeah. They all just mm. went to the cornfield. Yeah. Oh my God. I do like, I, it's not necessarily, here's the thing though. It's not necessarily a bad feeling. It's an it's a feeling of emptiness, but it can also be very exciting. Mm. It's like a, it's like a sort of oh, anxious... it's like being left at home by yourself for the first time. Mm. No, because I'm I. It doesn't work unless I'm also leaving. I'm just the last person. Ah, to leave. okay. So if like everybody's like, all right, we're going to the movies. Do you want to come, Ari? And I'm like, no, I'm just gonna stay home. Like that's one thing. But like, okay, let's say um, like when I was a kid, you know. I remember this really intense feeling of like, okay, when my brother was born, my mom and dad went to the hospital first and Mallory and I were hanging out. Mallory's my sister. We were um, hanging out at my grandparents' house waiting for news so that we could come and meet Drake. And um, because Mallory and I were just kind of stuck at the house waiting for our grandparents to come pick us up and we were the last people to leave, I remember staring out the window and just feeling like totally empty inside hmm. and like excited, but also kind of anxious. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember watching an episode of Dexter's Laboratory that day. Unrelated, <laughs> but Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory is a great show. It yeah, is. it is. Maybe it's like at times of like change, you know? Yeah. Like when I know things are changing, that's when mm. I get that feeling. Can we just call this episode Sidebar? Sidebar. sidebar. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Do you ever the do, do, this is a headcanon and very off topic? Do you like to think that Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory grew up to be Dexter from Dexter? Ooh. Hmm. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, that's just me. I'm sorry. Is oh. his sister named Dee Dee? May. No. I don't that would think be so. an amazing yeah. coincidence. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't if, think so. If Dexter from Dexter. Her name's like Sarah or Lauren or oh, Okay, if her basic. name was Dee Dee or Deirdre or something uh, like that, I'd yeah. just be like, holy shit. I would be like, I instantly agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of like, because you remember those memes that came out that were like, what if the Rugrats are all happening inside the heads of the parents and all their fucking kids are dead? 
Oh, like yeah. I'm just not very right, into yeah, that. Another popular one was that none of the kids were real. They were all just in Angelica's head. Yeah. yeah. Or like Ed, Ed, and Eddie is the afterlife or like yeah. purgatory. Mm-hmm. There's a, that one's actually pretty cool because yeah. each kid represents a different decade. Oh, really? Yeah, that so one is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I do remember that one being like more detailed and less just like grim dark. Yeah. But. You know, I mentioned this, I think, last week. I just don't see the value in being shocking anymore. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be, like, the most depressing thing in the world. Yeah. You like, know? We get it, edgelords. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just because it's dark doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Rugrats. The interesting mm-hmm. thing about Rugrats, and I, you know, I'm not a particularly huge fan of the show. Um, I didn't even watch it much when I was a kid because my mom wouldn't let me watch it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Fun fact... The reason why she wouldn't let me watch it, their heads were weird. She didn't like their weird shaped heads. Did you watch The Simpsons as a child? No. All right. That was for adults. Oh my God, Ducky. I was allowed to watch Disney cartoons. So you watched Doug? No, that's Nickelodeon. It had, there's, no, it was on Disney for a while. And then it was what? on Nick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a weird... Uh, no, it's not weird because I rewatched the episode today and I fucking understand it. Uh, in the first episode of Doug, if you go back and watch it, there are references and allusions that Doug was molested. Oh my God, oh. really? Yeah. Oh God. If you go back and watch the first episode, some things happen and you're like, that's kind of rapey. Interesting. And I'm like, yeah, it's... Do you think it's on purpose? I don't know. Huh. I like I haven't finished like reading articles about it yet because there's other ones where like he uh, sneaks into his sister's room and takes her acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. The only thing I really remember from Doug. Okay, I get where you're going with this. Doug. Mm. They, every cartoon has weird shaped head people. Yeah. Nobody has like a normal head. Here's the th- here's the difference with Rugrats. I think mm. those heads were kind of grotesque. Yeah, they're very yeah. abstractly <laughs> shaped. Whereas like Doug. And like other Disney cartoons, yeah. they were, you know, not normal, but they weren't like bald and veiny, yeah. which is what uh, Tommy. Tommy's head was. Yeah. yeah. Or just like a bulbous fucking crazy thing like the twins. <laughs> um, but eventually I was allowed to watch Nicktoons because my dad really liked the Wild Thornberries. Oh, nice. But, uh, um, yeah, so I just don't like... Think of Dexter's Lab as like, oh, and I was obviously allowed to watch Cartoon Network too because I was watching Dexter's Lab the day my brother was born. So yeah, you had well, unless you were at your grandparents' house, I did things I wasn't supposed to at my grandparents' house. Oh, and we me too, absolutely. Time, so. Oh, yeah. Um, also how I watched Curbs the Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, such a good show. Such a fucking good. All show. All these conversations always turn to cartoons we like. Yeah. What yeah. does that say about us? <laughs> we just need to have a big old cartoon conversation one day because. Yeah. We're all huge fans. That'd be yeah. fun. Um, we did talk about anime after the, lo- the last episode. Yeah. That was a fun time. I actually had a thought about anime that I was thinking about bringing up. But Shh. Ben, talk about your mundane fear first. Uh, not being able to think of things in conversations like this. Sweet. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck. Live your fear, Ben. Yeah. Live it. Own Overcome it. Overcome it, Ben. <laughs> Overcome it. <laughs> not like, I don't like... I don't like flying insects. Like I don't mind like oh, flies fair. and shit. Yeah. Uh, like I, that's kind of a, I guess a normal thing. I'm not like crazy scared of them, but I don't like them. Mm. 
For like the longest time, I had like this weird feeling at night around my house. Something would just like pop up out of nowhere and just scare the fuck out of me. Wow. Yeah. So I guess that's more of like just constant anxiety. Hmm. So I don't know. I used to have to get myself to go to sleep at night. If you mm. just want to get into like how weird baby Ari's mind was. When I was a kid to get myself to go to sleep at night, I used to pretend there was this like hippopotamus type creature who like traveled through the night and visited kids houses Mm. and if you were asleep she was really nice to you and she would you know like leave you a gift and maybe some like water next to your bed or something if you were awake she'd kill you damn Wow. And that is what I told myself to get myself to go to sleep when I was a kid. You know what Fucking I would do? Ball. You know what I would do to get myself to go to sleep when I was a kid? What? Listen to the Harry Potter books on cassette tape. Okay. That <laughs> Well, you know what? We have different childhoods, don't we, Ben? Don't we, Ben? Her name was Mrs. Rapture. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She wore a purple dress. Like out of a Richard Scary book, mm, you know, like yeah. she was a hippopotamus. She looked like a Richard Scary character. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know what Richard Scary is, watch Over the Garden Wall and the episode where in the schoolhouse. There, they got the Richard Scary designs down. Yeah, there it's you no go. No homage to Richard Scary, um, but uh, uh, she had this like purple polka dotted dress. So like the main part of the dress was dark purple, and the light parts were, uh, um like light purple and she carried an umbrella. Uh, I think that was Mary Poplin's influence. And yeah, if you were awake at night, um, she'd murder you in your bed. Wow. Uh, unless you had a stuffed animal to protect you. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy bears and shit. Yeah. I had a blue donkey named Mr. Rabbi. Nice. He sits up on that. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't he over there? On that. Yeah. Can I tell you one of my, well, not really one of my favorite Mitch Hedberg jokes, but it fits with the con, it fits with the context. Sure. Uh, do you think hippopotamuses are just really cool apotamuses? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitch Hedberg. Oh my God. R.I.P. Man. Damn right. R.I.P. So, I've been watching a lot of anime this week. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you have. Uh, as I mentioned last week, Travis and I are watching Yu Yu Show. Yeah. And it's fucking great. It is pretty great. She knows the anime holds up. Yep. Words can't hurt me. These shades, shades are, are Gucci. Gucci. Shout out to yuyufashion.tumblr.com. <laughs> uh, but, um, I saw a cartoon from, uh, on Tumblr because I was like, I'm going to go through the Yu Show. Thank you. I'm going to go through the Yu Show tag on Tumblr and like check out fan art and stuff. That'll be cool. And I saw this cartoon from, uh, hold on, I'm bringing it up now, from Guileherm-RM. It's spelled G-U-I-L-H-E-R-M-E-R-M. Really great artists, so check them out. Uh, but basically it starts out and it's like, Yo, draw some anime crap. Can do, yeah. nondescript person. <laughs> and then it's a picture of all these anime characters, and they're all from the 90s. <laughs> and then it ends with, you do know they still make anime, right? <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I'm that person. Like, I do watch new anime, yeah. but a lot of the stuff that I watch is from, like, like my favorites um, are from, like, 
the early 2000s, late 90s, which makes oh, sense because yeah. that's when I grew up. Yeah, that's that's what we're nostalgic for. So I guess I want to know like some titles that y'all are nostalgic for. Anime thing, anime titles that you would suggest to people who maybe have never seen anime before. Outlaw Star. Yes. If you would like some shonen bullshit and flying in space and androids. And series that possibly inspired Firefly. Yeah. Fucking watch Outlaw Star. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Give us a rundown on what's about. So. There's some dudes. And I think they're brothers. I can't remember if they're brothers or not. Mm-hmm. But Gene Starwind. That's the. I want to say. I'm pretty sure that's like the English translation of his name. <laughs> But Gene Starwind is the main character, and and he wants to do something, uh, like fly a plane or something like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But so there's all these, like, wacky, crazy adventures. They find an android girl in a suitcase. Her name is Melfina. And then they they get in this ship, and then they go off on this adventure. They're trying to find the Galactic Ley Line, Mm -hmm. which is, like, this, um, basically this infamous treasure that everyone in the galaxy has been seeking for forever Mm -hmm. and then they actually like find it and the ending was kind of disappointing but but really sadly not uncommon for anime yeah Yeah. but there was there's a lot of really cool moments and like gene starwind has this thing called the caster gun Mm -hmm. which is this gun that literally shoots magic that's cool. And it takes these bullets called caster shells, and there is like different rarities of caster shells depending on what spell it produces. But it's basically like it's a magic gun. It shoots magic bullet bullet guns, mm-hmm. gun bullets. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's it's just it's a lot of fun. What about you? Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The ultimate gateway Fuck for yeah. especially for Westerners. Basically, oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like Cowboy Bebop, especially people our age, is mm. a lot of people's gateway. Yeah. That or Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. See, or I, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching a whole bunch of movies and it had just a bunch of different tropes and things that I really enjoyed because it yeah. felt like a Western. It had the film noir episode, Black Dog Serenade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just everything about it. Just the it fucking had some gangster elements. It got me into jazz. It was weird. Oh, yeah. 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 It's beautifully done. Mm. And that's one of the anime that I think actually has a perfect ending. Yeah. It does. Um, I have talked a lot about Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, that's <laughs> definitely my favorite, like, teenage boy shonen yeah. anime. Uh, fuck you, DBZ. No, just kidding. I like DBZ as well, but I think I'll always go back to Yu Hakusho first. Yu Hakusho is better. It is. You know why? Part of the reason why. It's much more concise. It's much more concise. Which is a weird thing to say the with like the three-part yeah. episodes. <laughs> I know, right? But, I mean, DBZ, they have multiple episodes. It's literally just two dudes standing as they go blonde. Yep. Yelling at each other. Yep. And like, drag, you know, Yu Hakusho, most of the fights get done in one episode. Yeah. It, which is kind of amazing. Also, it's hilarious. Yep. Um, Just makes saying, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho is also very funny. It's yeah. very funny. Um, but uh, um, if I had to suggest an anime that wasn't Yu Yu Hakusho, I would say um, like that I feel very nostalgic for. Uh, Roroni Kenshin. Uh, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. That would have been my second choice. <clears throat> yeah. It's about a wandering swordsman 
uh, named Kenshin, mm-hmm. and he basically was known as the Patosai. The Patosai. Everybody, I watch English dubs. Uh, yeah. Just gonna fall on that side of the debate. Okay. There. Okay. And we will go into why later. There's some of those. I'm gonna go into it right now. Yes. There's some of those that are just way more fun to watch as. Uh, dubs, yes. because they're just silly. Like we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho as a dub; it's very silly. Yes, Ruoni Kenshin, the dub, also very silly. Yes, like anytime an enemy sees Kenshin, they're like Batosai, Batosai. And then uh, I think I mentioned this the Batosai. last time we watched an episode of Yu Yu Hakusho. What's his face that plays um, Hakusho? <laughs> Yusuke. Yeah, the guy that plays Yusuke, he says. Kuwabara. Who says the Kuwabara? Here's how he says I'm going to try to do my best Justin Cook impression. <laughs> Kuwabara! 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 Every, the same says, every time. If he has to shout the name Kuwabara, that's how he shouts it. Kuwabara! Kuwabara! He could be on the opposite side of a restaurant. Kuwabara! Yeah, oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but... Um, Back to my Roroni Kenshin <laughs> sum up. Basically, Kenshin was known as the Manslayer back in... I don't know a lot about Japanese history. This um, war during the Meiji era. Yeah, yeah, Meiji. Where like During the Meiji era, that's why like like the swords were illegal. Either. Yeah, swords yeah. were illegal right now. They're kind of moving towards... It seems like they're moving toward a more Western influence. Yeah. yeah. Which like Japan has traditionally been in... This is something I do know. A very Icelandish... Isolationist? Isolationist nation. There we go. Thank you. Um, Smelt fucking toast there for a second. (laughs) I feel it. Uh, Isolationist nation. And uh, so they're moving toward more Western students. And uh, Kenshin kind of represents like this old style of samurai. And he basically uh, decides to set up um, shop in a uh, kendo school. Mm. And like... The episodes are usually about people finding him from his past and being like, ah, Potosai, the manslayer, I want you to kill these people for me or I'm not going to kidnap your friends to make sure you do it. I want to challenge you because I want to be the best. Um, But it's just a classic fun anime. It's got the most baffling anime opening of any (laughs) show I've ever seen because it starts out with this hard guitar. (laughs) It goes into a song that is bubblegum pop. Absolutely. It is like, I want to see your smile. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, no, that's nuts. the other hilarious thing about the English dub yeah. is that they used to translate the, the intro songs, yes, too. Yes, which sadly they do not do anymore. Sadly. <laughs> we'll, put a, we'll put the link to the, it on YouTube yeah, in the show oh notes because it's fucking amazing. Oh. Um, guys, I think it's time we have this debate. Yeah. The dub versus sub debate. Dub versus sub. Well, you, I've already said my stance. Representing dubs, Ari and Ben. Damn right. Okay. So I I support dubs. Yes. Because of what I said, like you don't if, just blanket hate them. Yeah, no, I don't blanket hate because there are a lot of those where it's silly and fun, and it's just fun to see like how not great translation back then was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also 
for subs. Yeah. Because you fuckers just got to learn how to watch a whole screen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. Here's the thing. I actually don't hate all subs either. And if I will always try the dub first. Mm -hmm. Because, especially if it's a comedy, because I just don't think that something's translated in Japanese. That's true. And obviously, other people feel differently. There are people who only watch subs of everything. And, you know, that's, that's totally fine. But I think that, you know, if I'm watching a comedy, I've grown up with a Western American cultural context for humor, which is very important. And I think a good dub team will, you know, take that into account in their translation. Right. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, it is, even though the plot is the same, they're using the same animation, it is still an adaptation. Yeah. When you're translating something from one language to another, you are adapting it. And just like we talked about last week, things and adaptations have to change. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to work if you do it straight. That's why Dragon Ball Z abridged is better than Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. That's why um, like a lot of like, okay, I don't know if y'all know anything about like dubbing history in America. New York is infamous for its poor dubbing companies. And part of the reason is, first of all, the voice actors were just not very good. Yeah. Um, and second of all, uh, you know, it just did like straight translations, which kind of end up ended up kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah. Um, or just off the wall. Yeah, like literal. Yeah, literal translations never work. Right. Yeah, well, there's like a there's a story about the old like well not old but it's a Ramstein song, mm-hmm. uh, Du Hast. Oh yeah. yeah. The the literal <laughs> translation of Du Hast is I hate or you hate. Mm-hmm. And like the line, du hast mich, uh, you hate me. The actual translation is you She has- fucking hates me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, okay. it's a puddle of mud lyric. Yeah, it's a puddle, exactly. it's a, it's, Nobody knows it's a that, puddle of mud cover, actually. I didn't yeah. know that du hast uh, <laughs> was just German puddle of mud. Yeah, pretty much. And we've lost all of our metal fans. Yeah. yeah. If we had any. Well, the, the actual translation is you have me because it's a love song. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course. That I can see why people. How do? How does anyone miss that? Yeah, I know, right? Duhas, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine why. I'm just like explaining like the differences between. No, little, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. Get it, I get it. It's all according to Keikaku. But I think that Keikaku means plan. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but I think that like sometimes dubs aren't very good, and in that case, I'm going to listen to the original Japanese because. Like, I want to get through the thing. Some dubs yeah. are yeah. unlistenable. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> but there are some good ones. Catboy Bebop is pretty famously considered to be the best oh, yeah. uh, American dub of an anime. Well, anything with Steve Bloom in it. Bloom. Yeah, he's hey, great. Yes, I mean, Steve Blum is in Rurouni Kenshin. Yeah. Yes, he but is. But I would not consider Rurouni Kenshin to be a good dub. <laughs> Steve Blum, fantastic in it. But again, it falls into that literal translation trap. Yeah. And it is a little stilted, I think. Yeah. Whereas Yu Hakusho flows very naturally. Yeah. Because Funimation was playing a little fast and loose with their dubs at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just really fucking good, y'all. Yeah. It's just really good. So did they change any of the story from like the sub to the dub version? or? 
No, but they do change some aspects of it. And I don't want to get too into detail because I don't want to spoil it for Travis unless yeah. you just don't care. It's not I really a spoiler, care. but it's just kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll save it for after y'all get to that. Yeah. Bridge. it's we're, we're coming up on it. It's in season two. Mm. There's just a weird thing that they do that's not in the Japanese or the, the manga. So mm. it's like, why did you include it? It also happens once and then never happens again. So it's really okay. I'll tell you about it after the recording. Okay. Um... Okay, the other animated-related question I want to ask you is, Travis and I watched all four episodes slash season one of Castlevania this Oh, yes. Great show. Fantastic ben, show. Ben, have you seen it? I have not watched it yet. Oh my it gosh, is you wonderful. would love it. Even if you are not a Castlevania mm-hmm. fan. You will love this show. You, you, you can get into it. Mm-hmm. I will say it's very... It is the violent. most gory show anime I've yeah. ever seen. It's so. very violent. There it's are very, in it. Yeah. Very I, gory. People get ripped apart like on screen. By demons. But it's great animation. Mm-hmm. Man, I have a pretty Beautiful. big Castlevania fan. I played not all of them, but I tried at least most of them. The, um, the, I, don't, I didn't know a fucking thing about Castlevania the character in The main character in this little mini-series mm-hmm. is um, What's-His-Face from Castlevania 3. Trevor Belmont. Trevor Belmont. Mm. Um, Castlevania, for those of you who haven't played Castlevania for you or haven't seen the miniseries, is about uh, Dracula's wife gets murdered by the church. Yeah. And he is like, great, one year, I'm going to kill everybody in this country. Yeah. Bye-bye. And then he comes back one year later and basically <laughs> has summoned hell beasts. Yeah. And they attack the entire country, ripping everybody to shreds. Again, super gory. Yeah. Uh, do not, not for the faint of heart. Absolutely. Um, and their only hope is this, like, you know, drunk, bitter dude whose family got excommunicated from the church named Trevor Balmont, who's got a cool coat. Yeah. But he sadly loses. And a whip. Well, yeah, and and that that's a Castlevania that's a Castlevania staple is having yeah. the whip. He whips somebody's eye out of their skull. Yeah, it's pretty fucking intense. It's fucking intense. Well, if you want to get down into the nitty gritty, it's only in Castlevania that he plays a Belmont usually. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, but it was a really great series. But the question I want to ask you is this: It's based off of a Japanese video game. Mm-hmm. It's in a very anime style, mm-hmm. but it was written by Grant Morrison. And produced by Netflix. And produced by Netflix. So is and it an anime? And the voice cast is originally, they all seem to be British or other European. Yeah. Is it an anime? Mm, Schrodinger's anime. Exactly. Mm. Because uh, I feel like the classic definition of anime was cartoon, Yeah, cartoons that come yeah. from Japan. Yeah, Japanimation. But yeah. ever since, I mean, not, I guess, I don't think Avatar was the first person to do this, but Avatar The Last Enderbender is kind of like, famous for people confusing it to be an anime because it's got a very anime type story. Yeah, yeah. Obviously a lot of, you know, Eastern influence. Um, it's in an anime style. Mm. Yeah. Written I think by two white dudes at Nickelodeon anime, I think has been turned into from that literal definition. It's been turned into a style. Yeah. Mm. Um, cause even in, <laughs> even in silly ass shows like the amazing world of gumball, yeah. which I love, it's got so many different kinds of mixed media animation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are scenes where they're like doing something goofy and then they'll like switch to an anime style yeah. and it's hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's 
anime. Yeah. They did that to, they flipped to anime and now they're back to normal. And so I would consider Castlevania to be an anime because Mm -hmm. it's, the source material is from Japan. And even though it's not produced in Japan, it's not originally in Japanese, the heart of it comes from Japan. So I think, and the stylization, all that, it's all very anime. Well, and I wonder if, because a lot of time, American companies, American animation studios will hire out to Asian ones. Mm-hmm. So I almost, I, you know. I'm oh yeah, absolutely. This. Cartoon Network does that all the time. Yeah, Cartoon if Network you wanna, does that. If you walk up. I mean, if you want to be, like, real technical about it, my favorite Korean cartoon is Adventure Time. Ha! <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. My favorite Korean cartoons are Adventure Time and Steven Universe. Yeah. Because mm. those get, um, they get storyboarded in America mm-hmm. at, at Cartoon Network Studios. But all the, like, labor-intensive hand animating that they do is all shipped off to Korea. Mm. There's one show that does it in Ireland. I can't remember which one it was, but they did they their animation studio is in Ireland and I was like, that's a very strange place. They make whiskey and cartoons. Yeah. So I think okay, one of the producers is uh Tashiyuki Hirum Hiruma, which again, forgive the pronunciation. Um Uh it's actually pronunciation. <laughs> Um, so definitely, you know, some Japanese influence there. The production companies were Federated Studios, which is a Cartoon Network. Yes. Uh, not not specifically not Cartoon specifically Network. Cartoon Network, but owned by owned by Turner um, Broadcasting, right? I think so. No, well, it, it's. I think it's still owned by uh, Fred. Oh yeah, it's owned by Fred Seibert. Yeah, Fred Seibert. Yeah. Who is he's he's Frederator. Right. But yeah, Frederator and specifically Cartoon Network. Frederator has also done Fairly Odd Parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um I think they also did Danny Phantom. And then the other another studio that worked on it was Powerhouse Animation Studios, which is in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Shankar Animation, Project 51, and Mua Film. So I'm gonna need to look up those other ones because there's right. not links to them on the Wikipedia page. Chances are one or at least two of those are mm-hmm. the where it got shipped off to to do the very tedious animating work. Probably. It's Japanese. But war- written by Warren Ellis, I mean, man's a fucking powerhouse in the comic book yeah. Yeah. world. So it's a, good, it's a good series. I check it out. Yeah. If you haven't already. Did I say it was written by Grant Morrison originally or Warren Ellis? You said Grant Morrison originally, Ew. but it's actually Warren Ellis. Yes. Whoops. Sorry, Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis. He forgives you. He doesn't even know me. I just texted him. He doesn't he even know you. who I am. He does know. Yep, he does know. Uh, I texted Warren Ellis. I was like, hey, my best friend in the world, Warren Ellis. <laughs> my friend Ari just miss, miss, misspoke. Uh, misspoke. She and he was like... It's cool. It happens all the time. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that great debate settled, you're mm-hmm. welcome, world. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for me to ask Travis. Huh? This week we're watching the, oh, episode seven. Seven. Season one. Yeah. It's called Hookman. It's called Hookman. What Hook do you think Man. it's about? It's about the hash slinging slasher. Hey! <laughs> the hash 
Ashling and Slasher. Well, I guess we're about to motherfucking see. Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. All right. Ready, Ben? Let's rock and roll. Yeah. We'll be right back to you after these messages. Every day, cryptids suffer. They are hungry, tired, starved for attention. Here at the Cryptid Reserve and Protection Service, we are dedicated to giving to cryptids in need. You can say, I won't stand by while innocent cryptids suffer. For just 75 cents a day, you can help a mother Sasquatch find her lost, out-of-focus son. Call today. Call tomorrow. Call 10 days ago. Call 1-666-2727 and sponsor a cryptid today. Travis, yeah, you want to give us a rundown of the episode okay. of the hash slinging slasher, the slash slinging masher, the hash bringing, the slash singing, the brash flinging, the hash dinging, flinging, singing, winging, pinging, flasher, slasher. Actually, I don't want Travis to give the summary. No. I want Ben to give the summary. Okay, because I don't think he's done it a single time. I think no, you're right. I've done it once. All right, well, it's your turn again. It is my yeah, turn again. It is. I've done I, it like six times. I feel like I've done it more than we're any of y'all. We're seven at, well, yeah, because it's fun when you do it. Yeah, because I do it wrong every time. <laughs> well, I ask you every episode, what do you think is going to happen next? Oh, yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. Uh, All right, walk us through, Ben. Give us a rundown. And we can go into some details. All right, so it starts out with Sam and Dane, like, what, grabbing brunch or something? I'd like to think they're grabbing brunch. And they're tell- they're trying to figure out what their next what their lead on their dad, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Dane whips out this story about this victim seeing her boyfriend getting murdered, but she. Hold on, I gotta stop you. Okay. Because the first scene is. Is the cold open? Yeah. Yeah. With her. Oh damn! Yeah, that's right. You fucked it. Yeah, I did fuck it. I'm sorry. Right, there was a, there was a lot of laughing that happened in between this. I'm very sorry. No, Wait. you're totally fine. Ducky, uh, Ducky, all right. Ducky's about to roll this slap bracelet on herself. Oh God, Ducky, no! Travis, don't encourage it. She was playing with it already. I kind of want to see this happen before. All right, so guys. So if you the, hurt my cat, she's not, hurting, her, she's not she's hitting her. herself. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. So the cold open happens with a very watered down version of one of my favorite ghost stories when I was a kid. Uh, Any hoozle. So 
You got this girl trying to figure out what she's going to wear on a date. And she's going to a party with her boyfriend. He picks her up. Her her friend gets her, helps her dress up a little bit more provocatively to make her look a little bit like nicer, Sexy. sexier. Yeah. Because before she was like buttoned down. And a good khaki pant. <laughs> solid look. Solid, solid mom look. If you're selling yeah. cell phones. Yeah, yeah, if you're 40 years old and you're like, I've just got enough time to pick up my third youngest child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like she puts on this red, really like low cut, like what? Uh, halter top. Halter yeah. top. Mm-hmm. And so Lacey. she goes out with her boyfriend to what, Nine Mile Road? Mm-hmm. And there they things start slow, a little bit of canoodling. Nothing real crazy. They start to mack, and then they hear the scraping sound. And the camera pans. It happens again. They get scared, and they're like, what the fuck was that? And it happens one more time, and then you see this guy that looks like he's straight out of I Know What You Did Last Summer. (laughs) 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 Then he scrapes two signs in a row. You know he means fucking business. And then like he peers around one sign, and he's gone. And like, then the boyfriend, like a dumbass, yeah, gets out of the fucking car, leaves the window rolled down too. You hear scraping sounds, yeah. and you're with your girl. See, that's <laughs> yeah. how I knew something was gonna happen to him because he has yeah. his window rolled down the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting the hook to come in through the open window and like hook him in the eyeball or yeah. something. That that's what I wanted. Yeah, to happen. the boyfriend has never seen a horror movie because he was just like. What? Alone in the woods with my girlfriend? I've never seen a slasher fic. Mm. Do, 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 do. I'm going to live forever. See, that's, that's literally the worst trope in horror movies from about this time. Yeah. Was horror movies don't really exist. Or if they do, they're all monster movies. Yeah. That, and it's always someone trying to fuck, and mm. then they get killed. Yep. Yeah, because uh, fucking is the one way you get fucking dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he gets out. Uh he starts hollering out, or he just immediately just disappears. Like it's like, hey, who's that? And then she starts like looking around and realizes that the scraping sound is still happening. She can't find Josh. I believe his name was Rich. Rich, yeah. And Equ- so equally a dumb name. Yeah. Sorry, all the Joshes we know. I just think Josh is a silly name. I feel like it's something you would call someone. Are you Joshing me? Yeah. Like, are you Joshing me? Like, what a Josh? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. It's fun. It's, but yeah, uh, so she starts getting freaked out. She very smartly rolls up the window. Mm, yeah. Locks all the doors. Locks all yeah, the doors. She knows she how to survive. Fucking yeah. eight. And yeah. then gets down in the floorboards, as mm-hmm. you do, because that's a smart place to go in that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts hearing scraping sounds along the roof of the car. And that's when she freaks out and decides to run for it. And then she gets like what, uh, 20, 30 feet away. And she turns back and looks and sees her boyfriend hanging from like a bridge, I believe it was in the show. Mm-hmm. And his hand is just uh, like hold, like a rubbing the top of the car, making a little bit of noise, a little bit of racket. And she's mm-hmm. like, Arr! and that's yeah. when the cops like come and yeah, like give her the shock blanket and shit like that. And then it cuts to them getting brunch, as I mm-hmm. like to think. Uh, I believe they're. What are they called? Not sangria. Mimosas. Mimosas. I believe their mimosas would be just uh, Miller High Life and orange juice. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> gross. Uh, so no, with the right orange juice, it's eh, 
it's still kind of bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tried it? We were talking about admit. Harry Potter earlier, <laughs> and I saw a picture of this bar sign that said, it's mimosa, yes. not mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Anyways, back to our Sorry. sum up. No, you're fine. I, I just have a lot of non sequiturs today. That, that's fine. We're all a non sequitur today. Yep. We are. Sequitur? I don't even know her. Hey! hey. Where was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, brunch. Uh, they're deciding which which uh, thing they want to d- investigate their father or what Dean brings up. And so, of course, they go with what Dean brings up. Mm-hmm. And they pose as frat brothers and go to the frat house. They meet, meet this little dude named Murph. He tells them about Laurie Sorensen and the brother getting dead. And so, well, not like her brother, but like their fraternity brother. Yeah. They're not in Alabama. But, um, <laughs> and so they get some information out of the guy, like as Sam is painting the guy purple. Yeah. As Sam is wont to do. Very silly. And then jump cut to church. Yeah. Take me to church, yeah. Sam said to Dean hey. as they got into the car. Yeah, that's what happened off screen. <laughs> like it looked, and then like, they were like, "That song won't come out for several years." Mm. Isn't telling the future fun? But like, uh, what I wanted to like ask is, what time was it when they when they were talking to like the frat guy that were working on that car, the dude holding the banana? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And changing so his oil. Dude, there was this dude working on a car while he had a banana in his hand. And, like, I'm all for eating some fucking bananas. At any time. At any time. I'm the banana but commander. But maybe approved. not while you're drenched in oil. Yeah, probably not while you're drenched in oil and gasoline and antifreeze. Yeah. That dude was way too clean to be working on a car. Yeah, really, also must have that. just started. And was like, God, I want to pop the lid, but also this banana I'm eating. Yeah. There, what a quirky coincidence. There was a dude down on a cart. They were doing some shit. Yeah, they were getting in there. Yeah, they were getting revving her up. Yeah. I want to talk about something real quick since we're just kind of like going through this together Hmm. as a group. It's fun. My first note was they go through like the here's what happened. Yeah. What's the story so far? Cut to not yellow card playing not Ocean Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of the first songs that's very notable that's not a classic rock song. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, yeah, we're going to live forever. No way a hook man's coming to kill us tonight. Yeah. It it very much set the mood of like frat time. Her roommate who right off the bat you're like, oh, this is a little like sexy sex girl Mm -hmm. she basically goes up to Lori and is like aren't we excited about having a long and fulfilling life ahead of us yeah we're gonna live forever yeah yeah (laughs) like i think Uh, a few of the lyrics were like something like uh we're in a relationship but we're not hip to hip oh yeah because i'm like yeah those were the first lyrics and we're like oh sex yeah Yeah. sexy sex sex that's what this is but but since we're already back to this part uh there is a poster Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch this, ep- well, if you just watch this episode and then want listen to this or any other order, uh, there's a poster for the band. Their like name is a G-O-B. I'm not sure if it's Gob. 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 Joe. Oh. Joe Bluth. Yeah. Joe Bluth. <laughs> you know, Gob from Adventure Time. Yeah. <laughs> they show up. Like, their their shit, Gob. their stickers, their posters. Mm-hmm. I think a few of their records, like, show up all throughout the show. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's just a little like little. Are they a real band? Yeah, they're fucking good too. Oh wow! Like if if you like punk, like a pop punk rock, they're really fucking good. I do. See, I when you mentioned it when we started watching, and I thought it was a situation like in Lost, Hmm. where there's this band that they keep mentioning. And it's not like a real band. It's a band that was made like for the show mm-hmm. because like people are always like, oh, that band, I love that band. Or like that band, I never heard of that band. Um, Everything in Lost is connected. Yeah. Same thing. Like there's a brand of whiskey called McCutcheon 60. Mm. And it's like the most expect- expensive whiskey in the Lost universe or something. And mm. you always see it in people that have a lot of money. If they have a lot of money, they yeah. have a liquor cabinet with McCutcheon 60 in it. Uh, so it's like Glen uh, Blue yeah. in uh, Archer. Yeah, um, yeah. Um. So, oh, and also, real quick note about uh, the scene where she finds the, her boyfriend dead. Every time I see a scene with a girl and she screams, I'm just reminded how I can never be a scream queen. Yeah. Because, <laughs> man, I cannot scream like that. Don't worry. We can just... Put the visual of you screaming, and then I will scream over you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you know how Finn in Adventure Time has, like, a really high-pitched, like, girly scream? Oh, I love his scream. I basically Ah! have, like, like, my screen is like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I do not, like, when I'm scared, I do not react like that. So, maybe I've never been scared before. You've never been truly frightened. I've never been truly frightened. So, Sam, Dean, talking to a guy eating a banana and working on a car. Very unhygienic. Yeah. What happens next? That's when they go to church. Yes. At what, 3 o'clock in the afternoon? It was a Sunday. They just have church all day that day, I guess. Yeah, sure. No, it was the funeral service. No, what? Really? Yeah. Uh, I think it was his funeral. You know what? That makes more sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. right, he was he was specifically talking about the guy. Yeah. I that his yeah. frat brothers weren't there then. I guess they all hated him. Maybe they're all atheists. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I miss him dearly. However, I understand there is no afterlife, and I will mourn in my own way. <laughs> maybe maybe the car they were working on was the dead dude's car, and they were taking oh, apart. They were taking it apart to f- fix their own cars. Wow. What? <laughs> 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 a very dark view of atheists. Goddamn. No. Jesus. That dead, has, we will cannibalize everything they've owned. That has nothing to do with them being atheists. All That's right. just what they were that doing. That is a... All yeah. religions. It's it's frat law. If you die, your car parts fair game. Yeah, I do not. Your believe organs in the, too, actually. I do yeah. not believe in buying into the false comforts of religion and a heaven. <laughs> Therefore, I will pour a beer out for my buddy tonight at the big game. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll goddamn Tide. Yeah. Roll Tide. Oh shit. Uh, this episode wasn't set in Alabama, yeah, but here, I pour it one felt out. right. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, so they go to church. The priest, Lori's father, talking about Rich being heroic and be, believing mm-hmm. that he was protecting her da- his daughter. Uh, but as soon as like Sam and Dean enter, the door is apparently really heavy and swings and smacks real hard. And everybody turns and looks at him. You can uh. hear a fucking pin drop. Yeah. The sheriff is looking at him like, who the fuck are these guys? And this is going to be these important biases. later on this season. Sam and Dean go and sit down, and Sam is immediately like, heads down, I am praying. Yeah. Dean gets elbowed so that he, you know, closes his like, eyes and hey, enters that. Hey, play along. Yeah. The dreamscape of prayer. Yeah, which that is a little bit of foreshadowing there as to something very important about their characters, but we'll get into that in a later episode. Um, so next, they talk to Lori after service. Yeah. 
they tell her that they're sorry. They just transferred to the university. That if there's anything that they can do, they're there to help. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they immediately are like, "Hookman." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They hear Lori's story and they're like, "Oh, Hookman." And so that's when they do some investigating mm-hmm. and. They're uh, both in the library, I believe, like yeah. looking at shit, looking at for the legend, because mm-hmm. they're like, maybe this is where the legend originated from. Mm-hmm. So like, we'll just look into it there. Yeah, all urban legends have a source. Exactly. Uh, yes, uh, they do. But as we will find out, not necessarily the source they share with real life. No. Yeah. Mm. Um, but no, they find out that he, like, what is it? Jacob Karn, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, had a hook. That he used, did he use it to kill people with? In the, I, I think, yes, yeah, I think he, weapon. yeah, it was the murder yeah. weapon, so but it, all, it was also just his hand. Yeah. Yes, he, so this preacher had lost his hand, and back in the 1800s, he was so incensed by the red light district in town that he murdered 13 prostitutes, um, which I think it is fucking nuts that a guy who lost his hand, even back in the 1300s or 1800s when they didn't have great prosthetics, would be like, yeah, I never want to pet a dog again without the threat of killing it. So give me a hook. <laughs> well, he's got his other hand. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, but what if you? What if you're not paying attention, and you're just like, oh well, man, Sparky. He <laughs> was. He was a preacher that preached against like immoral things, and like if you, you know, this the, a theme that comes up throughout the episode. If you do something bad, you will get punished. So maybe he thought he did something bad, and so that was his punishment, and he yeah, had to maybe. look. Yeah, I like how your immediate thing is petting puppies. There's a more pressing matter here. How the fuck Dick is he tucking? No, well, yeah. How All does right. he wipe his ass? <laughs> it was He's got 1852. Nobody person. wiped their ass. Yeah, they just fucking. It's a, it's a bunch of fucking uh, hemorrhoids. Yeah, just walking yeah. around human hemorrhoids. Yeah, the 1800s were a shitty time to be alive. Damn Literally. Right. Uh, you might get killed if you're a prostitute. And if you got one hand, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, so immediately, mm. Hookman. Yep, and that's when they start looking for like a name, and then they're like, oh, fuck, he's buried in an unmarked grave. Mm-hmm. Well, first they go to Nine Mile Road. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah, like, yeah. let's check out this ghost. Where they are immediately found out by by the, the sheriff, local by the police, cops, yeah. by the popo. Ain't Which like- this is also the scene where we see that they have these shotguns, mm. and Dean has these like shotgun shells that are full of rock salt, and I think that's pretty neat. Well, it is because rock salt is a deterrent for ghosts. Yes, and then they start hearing like a rustle from the trees. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh fuck, Hookman!" Sam's like pointing the gun at the source of the noise, and who is it? It's a guy with another gun. It's a fucking cop. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't the cop just be like, hey, I'm a police officer. Put down your weapon. But no. Right. He's like, hey, put down the weapon. Get on your bellies. Yeah. yeah. And then Sam's in there like, you just don't care. It felt hey. like that guy, oh. that cop, it was the first time he had ever had to yell that at someone. Yeah, probably. So he was very nervous he and excited. excited about he it. He was like, yeah. oh my God, I get to arrest somebody yeah. for murder. I'm so happy. <laughs> He had his gun. He had his gun cocked and his cocked gun. Exactly. Yeah. There you yeah, go. He was ready to shoot some bullets. Damn right. He wasn't. He wasn't shooting blanks tonight. Hey. You know what I mean? Um. So they conveniently get an automatic alibi. Spend the night in jail. Because. Because. 
Lori comes home early, home to the door or to the dorm. Yeah, to like the sorority house. Yeah. While she's having a fight with her dad. Yeah, she's having a fight with her dad because her dad does not approve of the immoral behavior she mm. may be getting up to in college: drinking, partying, hanging out with her roommate. No. Oh. Who's definitely going to live forever and not die? Yeah. I like how at no point in time, like no one's pointing out the trope that she's a minority. I know, right? She's a black girl. Yeah. yeah. So, well, taking another box. Yep. Is... Uh, <laughs> and that's what, like, she comes home, like, uh, or Lori comes home. Mm. Uh, she goes into, her, like, a room. She goes to the bathroom. She, like, the, just leaves the door open. Mm-hmm. And she lays down, goes to sleep. She wakes up the next, next morning. Drip. 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 Leans over and sees her. Fucking roommate. Roommate's fucking dead as shit. Yep. yep. Glassy eyed. Just that thousand yard stare. Yeah. Just yeah. Bleeding out all over the place. Ooh. And what is what is scraped into the walls in blood and hook? Yep. Yeah. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Mm-hmm. With a little cross underneath. Yep. yep. Um. So the police obviously come and investigate, and Sam and Dean, who have just been released from jail, are like. Oh shit! Let's go check this yeah, shit let's out. Animal house their way into this some bitch. Yeah, so they sneak check, rolled high. Oh yeah, sneak into the sorority and start natural twenty even. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, they even fuck up and make the door creak <clears throat> as the cop is walking down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like, oh, he's just like, what's that? Oh, also, natural twenty nothing. for agility because they got in those windows pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty stealthy too. Are they on what second floor? Yeah, yeah. Dean just had to fucking Spider-Man up that wall. Yep. Mm. Sam got pushed up. Like, he was able to, like, do a cheerleader fucking a stand. Yeah. yeah. But Dean was just like, oh, thank God I bought a horse in Skyrim and can just grapple up. <laughs> yeah. I can just um, walk vertically for a little bit, yeah. and there I go. I'm guessing you've experienced that, have you? Yeah, well, I'm looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Um... They're They're just like, yeah, definitely a Hookman thing. Straight out of the fucking legend, the same thing. Yeah. Is that when, like, they're like, uh, they get it, like, they're coming out of the house, and Dane sees the note on the car, and I think that's like an advert for a fucking uh, party that's happening. Then we jump cut to that. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. Because nothing really happens there except they're like, all right, you go. Look for an unmarked grave because they mm. find out that they just Jacob go to the party to get their grave. juices flowing. Yeah, I guess. Even like more so, like Sam had like this, like the big ass like research thing. Where the fuck did he get that? Yeah, why? It was a weird scene because yeah. it really was just like, well, we've got an extra twenty dollars. You want to hire a bunch of extras and like put on a party in somebody's yeah, house? Probably. I don't know. It's Steve's birthday, so yeah. let's make it a you know, let's make it a thing. Yeah, because like they're deciding on who's going where. Sam's yeah. gonna go watch Lori. Dane's gonna go like find the corpse or like the fucking bones and shit. And like that's when Dane looks over at the pool table and this hot blonde chicks come around. Yeah. Which which it was really funny because he was just like it's like, oh, I can't fuck this girl. Oh, I, gotta I gotta go, go look for a dead body. I, I gotta dig party. up a grave. I wonder what it was. I wonder if what it was is like, it was a deleted scene. And then they were just like, eh, we never really filmed them just talking about what they were going to do. Yeah, so. except at that party. Well, do you except think there was a scene party. cut out where they thought Lori was at that party? Maybe. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, I thought like the note was going to be like, hey, because it's been a minute since I've seen well, this Well, they mentioned the fact that, because they're like, okay... 
it's definitely a spirit, mm. but this ghost isn't attached, unlike ghosts we've seen in the show before, it's not attached to a particular object or place, it's attached to the, a person. Yeah, because they said it's a poltergeist. Yeah. yeah, so they're like, okay, Lori's dad, he's a reverend, um, this has happened before with some like hippy-dippy people, like a reverend shot up a bunch of people, but it's like, oh, all killed with the hook, mm. so who knows mm-hmm. what happened really, back in the 60s. And um, they're basically just like, okay, guys attack the Jacob Kearns is attached attached to this reverend, uh, and he's feeding off those repressed feelings. He doesn't know about it. He didn't summon them. Mm-hmm. He's feeding off these repressed feelings and um, yeah. killing people who the reverend feels like should be punished, like Rich, who got a little handsy, uh, the roommate. For making her into a party girl. Yeah, for making her into a party girl. Um, so Sam goes and watches out, take watches for Lori, hmm. and Dean goes to find the bones. Right. And during the scene of like, uh, we've got, like, of course, Dean digging up the grave, mm-hmm. and we got Sam and Lori talking. They keep like jumping back and forth. Right. And uh, Lori, Sam had witnessed Lori and her dad fighting. Arguing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. her dad is. Macking on a married woman. Mm. And Lori does not approve. She does not approve. So maybe it's not Lori's father dun, with dun, the poltergeist dun. on their shoulder. Maybe it's her. Yeah. Because she's very pissed off about mm-hmm. the married lady situation. She says, on the one hand, I want people to be happy. But on the other hand, I was raised to believe that if you did something wrong, you were punished for it. Damn right. Mm-hmm. So what happens next? That's when, as she says this, her father leans out of the door and says, Lori, I need you to come inside. And as he says this, Hookman appears, stabs him in the chest, pulls him inside, yeah. ra- like races him up like, what, four flights of fucking yeah, stairs? Yeah, a big fucking yeah. preacher's house. Yeah. What's fucking he, mini mansion. What's he doing on the side? I know, He's right? Joel Alstein or Alston, <laughs> whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, he's Creflo Dollar. He's fucking yeah. some prosperity <laughs> preacher. He got, owns two jets. He's got some <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. I'm going to summer in, you know, Manchu Pichu. <laughs> it's like we're going to help people, but, like, you know, I'm going to stay in a hotel, so mm. it's fine. Yeah. Um... And yeah, Sam's like, what the fucking fuck? Yeah. And chases the ghost off with his rock salt. Yeah, because he starts shooting. He's like, gone away. And that's when they go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was this scene where the hook man is standing over the reverend. And Sam shoots the ghost with the salt gun. And the salt gun, it, like, it hits the ghost. And then the rest of it like hits the wall. Mm-hmm. And the preacher is like in between the ghost and the wall. And I have to imagine that there's a lot of like flack from this salt bullet. Yeah. And I really I really wanted there to be a scene where like they fired the gun and then someone would be like Is that salt? What is what is going on? Oh, and the and the hookman, by the way. Just the Undertaker. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, basically the Undertaker. Exactly like the Undertaker. The Undertaker with a hook. Yeah. <laughs> the Undertaker with a hook. He's in a he's got that wide brim black hat. He's in a long black coat. He's got shoulder length black hair and a fucking hook. He yeah. is the Undertaker. Pretty fucking much. Um and you know he deals with the undead. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. Undertaker all Undertaker the way. confirmed. Yeah. yeah. 
so they get to the hospital and Dean gets there and he's like, I torched the fucking bones, dude. I don't know how this <laughs> happened. Wait, the, the scene with the Sam and the cop again. He's like, it's like every time I turn around, I see you. You need to stay out of trouble, boy. Yeah, and I wanted Sam to be like, hey, man, you know I didn't kill the roommate because I was with you. Yeah. We were playing Connect Four, like, all night. So, like, I don't know what you're accusing me of. Yeah. You think I have a hook somewhere? Like, what's happening? Oh, and now the police for sure know, like, there's a hook man around. Yeah, because the preacher saw it. Yeah, the preacher saw it, the daughter saw it, and Sam saw it. Yeah. And there was a point where the police were like, oh, Lori's involved. Yeah. Which she is, but mm-hmm. she's not responsible. Right. Because um, that was like one of the scenes that kind of sells the preacher being in on it because mm-hmm. uh, it shows, it's like, you can either arrest her now or you can let her take me, or you can let me take her home. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so, they're at, like, Sam and Dean are having the conversation about, like, why didn't you burn the bones? And Dean's like, I did burn the bones. I salted them, too. And they're like, well, like, maybe, like, what about the hook? Did you see the hook in there? He's like, no, well. It's like, oh, shit, the hook. It's the source of his power. Yeah. And so they try and find it, and they're, like, looking, and it's like, oh, shit. The, uh, his hook was sent to the church. And the church decided to melt it down, and they don't say it was melted down down into because that's like as you said, yeah, too goddamn convenient. Yeah, too just convenient. Really, just good rec- You know, a lapse of record keeping on the part of the church, I think. Yeah. So um, they go to the church, and they're just like, "Time to collect all the silver." Mm. And Dean is burning it uh, with some salt in the fire, mm. classic. And they hear somebody upstairs. Creek, creek, creek. Yeah. Creek. And both Sam and Dean go upstairs with the gun, and immediately I was like, guys, Hmm? one person goes upstairs, the other person stays downstairs, (laughs) and and burns things. things. Like, yeah, Mm. you're kind of on a time limit here, man. (laughs) That hook man's fucking coming for you. They go up, and it's Lori crying. So Sam, Sam and Lori have kind of had like a little flirtation thing going on. Yeah. A little like nagging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit of lightning happened in between the little spark. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and Sam and Lori kissed, and immediately we're all like, "Get it, girl!" Yeah. yeah. Sam and Lori kissing in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, next comes getting sad to death, then comes an eternity in hell. All right. Because they use contraceptives. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah so, so they Sam goes or Sam uh, Sam goes to console her. Dean goes back downstairs con- to continue melting things, and so I think the hookman comes back in. Well, what happens is Lori's like, "This is all my fault. I thought they deserved to be punished for their indiscretions, but it's really <laughs> and me. I deserve to be punished." And the hookman's like, "Did somebody say punish? <laughs> <laughs> Let me." But uh, that's kind of my thing. So he chases him around and he fucking is like stabs Sam in the hand and yep. swipes Sam on the arm and Sam gets like, Sam gets a little injured this episode. Yeah, he gets, a little bit. He gets he probably breaks his elbow while firing a shotgun with one hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dean and Sam have burned all the silver and they're like, "Where the fuck is this fucking hook?" Mm. Um, and it turns out. The necklace that Lori is wearing mm. is silver. It is hooked. Yeah, it's literally it's a cross, it's but a it has cross a hook at the top. And it's got a hook. It's almost 
like it was made to look like an onk kind yeah. of yeah. but it's still a cross and it's got the hook yeah so it's like oh of course it was that thing yeah they burn it the ghost he burns up yeah he yeah. burns up in a really cool scene actually. it was, it was. It was very good. cool yeah but um when sam and dane are like when they cross like dane throws sam the shotgun yeah. And Sam throws him the like the necklace. Mm-hmm. They do it in like this cool like singular motion where yeah. they both throw them at the same time. I yeah. thought that was pretty neat. That it was actually pretty cool. gets repeated a lot where yeah. they're like, All right, toss, toss. Whoa. We are in we work together all the time. Mm. We have a thing going on. And then Sam fires off that salt gun again and Lori's yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Salt what? All these salt. flavors and you choose to be salty. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. Uh and the episode ends. Lori and Sam have a sweet moment where Lori's like, I don't know what happened. Because uh, ghosts are kind of like, meh. Um, oh, there was a great scene earlier in the church where Lori was like, I get it. It's an avenging angel. Mm. Yeah. And Sam might as well have turned to the camera and gone, awake. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but instead he's like, no. No, this guy's not an angel. Yeah, this guy's not an There's angel. There's no way he's an angel. Exact awake. We haven't seen uh-huh. those. Uh-huh. A wink. <laughs> but, um, but while they're having that tender moment at the end of the episode, yeah. Dean is getting railed by the fucking cop again. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I think you boys should just... And Dean's just like, oh, don't worry. We're leaving yeah, town. Yeah, we're leaving. Yeah, we're, we're leaving. Get out of here, man. This ain't my first rodeo, bug. Yeah, yeah. We've heard it before. Um, oh, also, there's this great moment where Dean's looking in the rear row at uh, Lori and Sam, and you can see Jensen Ackles just gets this in a look. You can see that Dean wants Sam to, like, allow himself to be open to this emotion. Yeah. And he is disappointed when Sam just kind of stalks back to the car. We mm-hmm. don't see Sam say anything to yeah, Lori after no. she's like, you saved my life. And then, uh, you know, cut to what? another song from the late 90s, early 2000s. Yep, rock music plays. Yeah, episode ends. So, thoughts? Comments, concerns, dreams, I f- wishes, nightmares. This episode is so full of fucking tropes. That yeah. being said, yeah, it's still it's f- very. Yeah. I feel like it's that way on purpose. Like mm-hmm. it's a college town, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. a horror thing going on. It's very like scream. Yeah. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, that well, kind of thing. They the begin the opening scene where Rich dies is the Hookman legend two a t. Oh yeah, complete with. She hears the hook on the top of the car. Yeah. You know, it, it the Hookman legend, every time I've heard it is girl and boy on make out hill mm-hmm. smooching. Yeah. And then boyfriend and girlfriend hear a noise. It's the hook scratching, right? Oh, also there are iterations, and this didn't happen in Supernatural, where like the radio comes on and they're like, this just in, murderer escaped, murderer rapist escaped oh, from yeah. mm-hmm. a local facility. Be on the lookout for a man with a hook hand. <laughs> uh, which didn't happen in the episode for obvious reasons. Yeah. But <clears throat> One of my uh, favorite like flavor texts, it's usually in the versions that I've read mm-hmm. about the hook man. It's like, uh, let's, say, let's say Rich gets out of the car. He leans back down to Lori and says, all right, uh, get in the back seat. There's some blankets. Hide under those. So if he does come, he won't see it. Yeah. I'm going to knock on the roof of the car three times. Yeah. So he, he just goes off. Like 10 minutes passes, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. half hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't hear a goddamn thing. And then all of a sudden she hears, that's nah, not loud enough. She's, oh shit, maybe it's him. 
Oh, maybe it is him. Oh, it's definitely him. She starts to get out of under the covers. Hmm. Uh, that happens for two hours. Oh God! And then she hears the door. She hears a knock on the like window. Gets flips the fuck out. It's a cop because she sees like cop lights. And she gets out, and the cop says, "All right, I need you to follow me. Do not look behind you. Just walk with me. Do not look behind you at all. Just mm-hmm. go to the fucking ambulance. Don't look behind you." She gets halfway there, turns around. She sees the boyfriend hanging from a tree. His shoe, gently tapping the roof of the car. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that iteration too, which yeah. didn't happen in Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Although the hand gently resting on the car is a, kind of a callback. It's a to good that. homage. I'll give yeah, it that. It is. Um, and uh, you know, in those stories, usually the girlfriend does live. Yeah. I've also heard of iteration of the Hookman tale where the hook is on like the handle to the front door, and she's the Hookman's like trying to get in but couldn't because she locked the court door. Mm. The car, the door. Hmm? Um, Something's wrong with the mics, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I think this is a good segue to kind of talk about where the Hookman legend comes from. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I did some uh, research. Did some poking around. Did some the Hookman legend. looking around, and uh, it turns out the Hookman legend is kind of originates in the 1800s, oh. but really didn't um, become the Hookman legend we know today until the 1950s. Of course. And the right. first time it was written down was actually in a Dear Abby letter. Really? No way. Yeah. November 8, 1960. It's the first known publication of the story. Dear Abby, if you are interested in teenagers, you will print this story. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it doesn't matter because it served its purpose for me. A fellow and his date pulled into their favorite lover's lane to listen to the radio and do a little necking. The music was interrupted by an announcer who said there was an escaped convict in the area who had served time for rape and robbery. He was described as having a hook instead of a right hand. The couple became frightened and drove away. When the boy took his girl home, he ran around to open the car door for her. Then he saw a hook on the door handle. I will never park to make out as long as I live. I hope this does the same for other kids. Jeanette. Wow. Um, so we kind of, now it doesn't have all the Hookman elements, obviously. The boyfriend doesn't die in that. Yeah. But we see from the beginning, this was a, a boogeyman story yeah. to oh, detract yeah, sure. kids from having sex mm-hmm. or necking. Yeah. Um, Whatever that means. Now, they were rubbing their necks on each other. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's how you get the clap. Yeah, right? You get the clap. <laughs> um... According to literary scholar Christopher Pittard, uh, he traces the plot dynamics of the legend to Victorian literature, particularly the 1913 horror novel, The Lodger, which is actually based off of the... I looked into that. It's based off of the uh, murders of the Jack the Ripper, who, uh. of course, famously murdered prostitutes. So even in the very beginning origins of the story, it was about... Sex. Mm. The Hookman story is about sex. May, all right, so I'm going to be honest. I'd never really heard the Hookman story before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm ace, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Here's what it was. Nobody was afraid that you were going to go neck in the woods, so they didn't feel the need to warn you off it. Yeah, probably. I'm just kidding. Um, no, you're right. <laughs> do you know much about? Uh, I'm sure you've read quite a bit about Jack the Ripper. Um, like, yeah, um, enough yeah. to know. 
Uh, you know, like they just the they never found him. The murders mm. just stopped. Yeah. Uh, do you know much about H. H. Holmes? I know more about H. H. Holmes than I know about that Jack the Ripper, to be honest. All right. So there is a theory that H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper were the same person. There's a theory what? that H. H. Holmes was actually a character that Bill Hicks was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's Alex Jones. Yes. Oh my God, it all comes together. Also, I don't know if you know this, but H.H. H. Holmes was originally uh, hired to direct the fake moon landing. So <laughs> it's in the same universe, guys. I'm fairly certain that H.H. H. Holmes did 9-11. Dun, dun, dun. I knew it was an inside job. I just didn't know it was inside the murder house. <laughs> that was the Twin Towers? <laughs> oh, my God. Boo, Bill. Boo, Ben. Boo. Um, back to the Supernatural episode, which is why we got here. Uh, yeah. I think that this episode could have easily been retitled, like, uh, the hash slinging slasher. No, how religion fucks up kids' perceptions of right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not a condemnation of religion, mm-hmm. but there is a subtext there where Lori is like, "I see the world in black and white, and it's because of how I was raised." Oh yeah, and that is why the, you know, Jacob Burns is going after these people, um, and a lot of that is connected to sex. You know, Rich gets frisky with her. The roommate, who we keep saying the roommate, but I don't think her name is ever said. Yeah, I don't think so either. Taylor? I believe her name was Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Yes. The door looked like it said Vixen. It was weird. Yeah, well, appropriate. But like, um, basically, Taylor is, you know, uh, I mean, she dresses sexy. You know, she's very, she's obviously sexually available in a way that Lori isn't. And she tries to keep getting Lori to come to these like... Yeah. Very, I don't know. They're, I, they they're sound parties. sexy to me. Yeah, she's like, pushing we're gonna Lori. We're going to drink tequila and watch a 90s movie. And, and I think that Lori, I mean, Lori obviously kind of wants that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why she moved out of her father's house. She, she wants moved that. into the dorms because she wants to grow up. But mm-hmm. she hates that she wants it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that goes back to what she's been taught. She's scared of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and when her father, the person who taught her this betrays that morality by having an affair with a married woman, yep. even though it's an unhappy marriage, you know, well, she, yeah. she, she turns on him. Mm. Um, and she says to Sam, like, I want everybody to be happy, but I was taught that there was right and wrong. Yeah. And when you do wrong, you're punished. That's the problem with duality <clears throat> in and of itself. Though, yeah. Because... Let's say you run a stop sign at three o'clock in the morning. Is it wrong to run a stop sign? Um, I would say not at three a.m. because there's probably nobody around. Exactly. Like let's say yeah. you let's say you kill somebody in the woods, no one around. If no one sees you do it, is it right or wrong? Well, I mean, in action, it can be right or wrong, and it doesn't matter who's there to witness it. Right. Yeah, that's true. What matters is what are the consequences of the action. Yeah. You just roll through a stop sign. There's nobody around. You don't hit anybody. Mm. Does it really matter? Yeah, but it's a you, bad habit to get into. Yeah, but if you ro- yeah, because then you could roll through a stop sign and hit like twenty kids all at once, right? Because they're tiny and you don't see them. But then the action and of children doing wrong are weak is not rolling through the right stop away. sign. It's killing children. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but no, but, In this very morbid example that Travis has come up with. <laughs> More morbid, uh, but yeah, they were all chasing the same ball. 
So like my point really is like they what, didn't have a Urameshi to save them. Oh my god, <laughs> that's another Yu Hakusho reference. In case any of you guys are wondering, the tail end of the Supernatural podcast. Who saw that one coming? Yeah, oh. uh, but yeah, okay. whose right is it to dispense punishment? Is my main question. The Hookman's. Hey, the hash slinging slasher. I mean, I would say in a society like ours, it would be, you know, the community, which in mm. turn is the government. Right. Because we live in America, and for the time being, we have a representative government by the people for the people, who then make the laws. And when people transgress those laws, they are punished. Yeah. Now, they are punished according to scale. They're not all punished based on, like... Like, the problem with the hookman, it doesn't matter what your transgression is. Mm. The punishment is death. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which is a titch of an overreaction. Just a smidge. Just a, just a titch. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, like, putting three fingers into somebody's shirt hook is a bit of an overreaction. Dying mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Getting a little handsy. Yeah. I mean... With a shirt, not even her skin. Yeah, just... Taylor, the roommate... Her only sin is... Temptation. Yeah, wearing a halter top. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't do anything wrong that we see. And I don't think there's anything wrong. And if her crime is having sex, I don't think there's anything wrong with having sex. No, well, I think her crime is trying to tempt... uh, What's her name? Lori. Trying to tempt Lori into being something she doesn't want to be. Yeah, mm. I think that's a crime in people's heads. I don't think. That's well, yeah, exactly. That a was a crime. crime. Yeah. It was a crime in Lori's head. No, yeah, I. So understand. she had to die. What I'm saying is, like, if we're taking this from an objective point and we're not looking at it from Lori's point of view, mm-hmm. then her crime is existing. Right. Right. Um, women. Let me step on my soapbox for a little bit. Here we go. Uh, Women throughout all of time are... Wait, wait, you're not up on there yet. Oh, sorry. Okay, go. Thank you. (laughs) Women throughout, you know, recorded history often are portrayed in media as temptresses. They are, you know, uh, either... Uh, tempting men to evil, like Eve did to Adam, or Delilah to Samson. Or they are, um, you know, there's a Madonna whore complex. Yeah. Lori is this virginal Madonna, right? The good girl. Mm -hmm. And Taylor is this bad slut. Yeah. But what I like about this episode is that it flips the roles at the end. Lori is not the good girl. Oh, yeah. She's, I mean, not on purpose. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, you know, put a fault on her, but she's in a way responsible for these deaths. And Taylor's the innocent one. Yeah. So that's kind of what's brilliant about this episode is that the perpetrator is, you know, at the end of every horror film, who survives? The virgin. Yep. And in this case, the perpetrator is the virgin. And that's what I love about this episode. Yeah, it was a pretty cool flip around. Yeah. Is that so often we see women who are punished in horror films deserve it. That's the that's the the you know, that's the mindset that the horror movie takes. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, it's not the case. Yeah, she was her own temptress. Exactly. Yeah. That's why she was about to get it in the end. Good job, Supernatural. Yeah. Good job. Thank Golf you. Golf clap. Golf claps all around. 
You don't. You know what? You're you're not often progressive as far as women goes, but you you nailed it. Good yeah. job. Yeah, you yeah, nailed it and I had good service. I mean, it still kind of sucked that Taylor died, but you know. yeah, you know. Well, if you want to make, you tried. If you want, if you want to make an omelet. <laughs> You, yeah. If you want to make an omelet, you got to scrape a few people with some hooks. Sure, sure. Hey. I think that's the famous saying. Yep, yeah. it is. How the fuck do you get onions then? What? Layers. Exactly. No. Uh, if there's like, one string, you put shrimp you put onions layers. in omelets. Oh, how do you get um, onions if if you if you get a hook for it? It was a bad joke. Oh, I get it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You, I'm sorry. You just take your hook and you just puncture the omelet many times until finally some of the layers start falling off and then you just kind of Those it's going to be a very it's gonna, yeah it's going to be a very chunky omelet but yeah. you'll get the job done all right I, I got what i wanted in the end which was a travis explanation <laughs> <laughs> so Is, any final thoughts concerns you got anything travis i want to use that salt gun to flavor my meats <laughs> i want to use it to make ice cream yeah uh, Travis. Yes. I'd like to ask this question. Okay. What do you think is going to happen next time? Okay. Yeah, next episode's called Bugs. So next episode. I'm just thinking of like the most bonkers things just to prepare <laughs> Wait. myself. Wait. Oh, something before I do that. Before you do this. Okay. I have two final thoughts. Two final thoughts. Final thoughts by Ari Kobler. Here's what I thought when I watched the episode. There's a moment where Lori is walking past. This is right before Taylor gets murdered. Mm. Lori's walking past a girl in her room. Sweet Avril Lavigne poster on the wall, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And two, all I wanted, all I wanted in the church scene after Rich dies is for Lori's father to walk up to her and be like, sweetie, the Lord works in mysterious ways. He did not (laughs) want you to pop your cherry that night. Shame that kid had to die, though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there wasn't a plan for him. Uh, oh, well. That's all I wanted. Nice. That, I would have been like, this is the best episode ever. I'm buying every Supernatural DVD set. <laughs> I'm getting a t-shirt with that sentence on it. Like they would super- have never made it, but it would have been amazing. Yeah. The cliche Supernatural tattoo that I'm I see getting, on Tinder all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm getting that, like... Supernatural tattoo, which we can't go into much detail yet because it hasn't appeared on the show. Oh. Um, I'm getting it on my left ass cheek. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to rename my cat Sam and Dean. Oh, I was going to ask what the third one's name is, but I already know. And I'm going to rename Travis's cat Bobby. All right. I switched <laughs> it up. I switched <laughs> it up. You got me. Yeah. You got me. All right. Sorry. Now, All right. Travis, what so do you think is going to happen in The bugs? next episode is called Bugs. Mm-hmm. So I think Sam and Dean are driving down the highway. And then Dean is driving. Sam is doing his thing. Sam is asleep. And a bug flies into his mouth. <laughs> but it's a magic bug. And it shrinks Sam, Dean, and the Impala down to bug size. You're just driving along in like a fucking Hot Wheels. And then they have to go into the Monster Bug King's nest, which is basically like a giant beehive. And they have to defeat the the honey monster bug to be able to return to normal size. And also they find a bunch of other people that return into tiny bug sizes and they rescue all of them. 
Well, <laughs> if that happens, that sounds like an episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Does. I'd watch. It. I was I was actually thinking about the magic school bus. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, we'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, next week. Next on week. Hey Ass Butt. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Uh, I am Ari Kobler. Where can we find you online? Well, you can find our podcast pages at Habcast on Twitter. That's yep. H A B Cast. Habcast on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, and then you can find me at. Arian, that's A-R-I-A-N-N-E. I've really got to change the name of my Twitter. <laughs> the Spy. I'm Ben Tarkmiller. You can find me at Mr. Fluffy Bunnies. That's M-R-F-L-U-F-L-Y-B-U-N-N-I-E-S. Every time. Every goddamn week. I can't wait till we get someone complaining like, oh, I don't know how to spell Mr. Fluffy Bunnies. I never hear Ben how to spell it. I'm sorry, is it two Fs? <laughs> What's happening? Yes. And uh, I'm Travis Short. You can find me at Actually Tall, uh, both on Twitter and Instagram. A-T-U. <laughs> Actually Tall. Uh, yeah, and go check out Habcast at Twitter and Instagram. It'll be cool. And then uh, don't forget to like leave us an iTunes review or something. Yeah. That's how we get better reviews. Thank you. Do it. Of course. And until next time, have fun and don't die. What's this? Travis, that sounds like a travesty. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, no, this, yes. This show is canceled. <laughs>